0: Time now for Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Now, here's your host, Agri-News Director, Jim Smalley.
1: Concerns have been expressed among producers about the grading process at country elevators along with questions about how dockage is accessed. Reporter Neil Billinger spoke to Daryl Bezwetherick, the Manager of Quality Assurance with the Canadian Grain Commission. He says the first step is getting a good representative sample. You want to shake
2: about 250 grams at a time across the sieve to remove as much good canola through the sieves as possible. And then what you want to do is uh, use a a slotted sieve. And there's again, there's a number of slotted sieves that can be used, anywhere from a 0.028 to a 0.040. So there's five sieves in there, and what you want to do is to use the slotted sieve that will reduce the amount of admixture of inseparables material within the sample without losing whole reasonably sound canola. Again, you want to shake about 250 grams at a time on that sieve. Then you you combine the canola that you have left, and you pass that over a Carter Docky's machine to remove any lightweight material. At this point, what the official grading system, what we also do is we actually do a handpick to determine the the amount of inseparable seeds left in the sample. But a lot of times the industry actually won't do this process due to time and, you know, for trucks being delivered into the elevator system. But that is part of the official inspection. And it can add both or up to 1% of inseparable material in the canola that would be considered as dockage as well.
3: Now the Grain Commission, when they sample canola, that's after it's gone through the country elevator system or or what's the process there?
2: Well, the Canadian Grain Commission, the only place that we are taking samples is at terminal elevators. So that's going on to a a vessel for export. But producers can submit samples to the Canadian Grain Commission, and the same process is followed regardless of what sample we receive to determine the amount of dockage that is in a sample.
3: In regards to having different samples, should you be taking more than than one sample at a time as sort of as a backup in case you want to double-check what the result is at the country elevator?
2: Yeah, you know what, it's always good. uh, And I I believe that most producers are sampling their bins as they're being filled in the fall. And so you have lots of samples. So if you are submitting a sample to the Canadian Grain Commission, uh, we require the sample to be one kilogram in size or 1,000 grams, just so that we have a representative portion that's submitted to us. And then we will divide it down and work from there on the, the dockage material.
3: Does the Grain Commission get many requests from farmers to look at samples uh, in cases where maybe they don't agree with what they've uh, seen from their their elevator?
2: We don't get a a lot of dispute samples, uh, but we do get some. And, And there is a process that the Canadian Grain Commission has for producer protection. It's called a subject to inspectors grade and dockage. So if a producer disagrees with the grade or dockage for canola or moisture, they can ask for the elevator to send a representative sample that both the producer and the elevator agree represents the load of grain. They can send that to the Canadian Grain Commission under uh, a subject to inspectors grade and dockage. This Canadian Grain Commission will do the dockage grade moisture on that uh, sample and the decision that the CGC, however the CGC grades it, that is binding and the elevator must pay the producer that way. So it's a protection that if there is a case of a dispute, we're there to, as insurance that we can settle that for them.
3: Are there any other uh, roles that the, the Grain Commission plays when it comes to either grading or, or dockage of canola?
2: The other part of the canola dockage is there is a commercially clean component. Typically that applies at terminal elevators. Uh, It's usually field-run grain won't necessarily receive this. But with the harvesting equipment that's out there today, it's possible. And if uh, a sample of canola has less than 2.5% dockage and the amount of material on top of the round hole is less than 0.5%, of material then it would be considered commercially clean and then also of that 0.5 percent on top of the round hole only 0.3 of that can be roughage material such as wild oats seed pods knuckles so so there's some small tolerances built within that to ensure that there isn't a lot of roughage material or large seeds But you can have up to 2.5% dockage, and that typically is a lot of cracked canola. So that's a commercially clean definition.
1: Daryl Buzzweatherick is the manager of Quality Assurance with the Canadian Grain Commission. More information is available on the Grain Commission website or by calling the CGC's Customer Service Centre at 306-975-5714. Yesterday, we heard from Daryl Dirksen with Glenmore Equipment in Prince Albert and a program to establish a much-needed medical and dental clinic in Colonia Progreso, a very poor neighbourhood near Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. About half of the $30,000 has been donated already, with a good portion of that money coming from Saskatchewan. In an interview with reporter Neil Billinger, Dirksen says it's a simple process to make a donation through a federal website called Canada Helps.
0: Canada Helps is a government-based organization that purely handles the funds for projects like this. They charge us 5%, which is basically the cost of the merchant fee to use a credit card. So they send 95% of the money to us. They keep 5% for administration and merchant fees. But they automatically provide the donor with a Canadian charitable tax donation receipt. So we don't have to do anything. It's all above board. It's 100% legit, and it's, and it's government-backed. So it's a very nice, convenient way for everybody to participate.
3: And if people want to see more about this project, they can go to your Facebook page. But the, I also understand you have a YouTube video as well.
0: It's a video that my wife and I decided to do together, so she took her iPhone and I stood in front of the building and we just started talking, and it, it actually turned out quite well and, and helped us reach a lot of people and raise a lot of money. But there is a link to that YouTube video on our Facebook page, and I'm sure when you do the written version of this interview, you can, you can provide it for them too.
3: Why did you decide to become personally involved in this? Because a lot of people go to Puerto Vallarta, and as you say, not many see the poorer people, but some of them do. Well, what made you take this extra step? Was there a a personal experience, or did did you just feel this was the right thing to do?
0: You know, it's actually quite interesting, but this is the third winter that my wife and I have spent in Mexico, here in the Puerto Vallarta area. And it, it was about a year ago, last March or April, we were sitting at the edge of the swimming pool, and I heard one lady speak to another lady, and all I heard her say was, I've accepted the responsibility to find a used dental chair for this clinic. And just those words caught my attention because I have several dentist friends in Saskatoon that I know would be very interested, and in. these are generous people that would love to help out. And so I went over and I asked her about it, and what started as, you know, what what, what do you need a used dental chair for? Maybe I can help has turned into a pretty major project just because we all got involved and we all have friends who have interest in it and and my dentist friends have certainly participated both of them They've, one of them even come out here to look at the clinic and help us show where to put the equipment and how to hook it up
3: so they provided a lot of technical assistance that you yourself would have no idea what, what uh, would, would need to be done
0: well that's right along with supplier of the dental equipment is certainly going to be helping us too but my dentist friend from from rosetown actually he actually came out here just to come out and see the clinic and see what what's doing. He's very excited about it, and and any dentist friends I have in Saskatoon have have already donated, you know, financially to help get this project get going. So we we've already got some Saskatoon people involved. There's no doubt about that.
1: Daryl Dirksen is president of Glenmore Equipment in Prince Albert. The market update
0: on the Source 620 CKRM.
1: Prices were mixed in early trading today. Oats are up 953 to 182.68. Canola is down 220 to twenty to four eighty six twenty two. Number one red spring wheat is down three seventeen to two thirty three seventy nine. The rest were unchanged. Durham two eighty one thirty six. Feed barley one thirty four fourteen. Flax four eighty fifty five. Yellow peas three hundred twelve dollars and feed wheat one thirty six forty eight.
0: The livestock report on the source six twenty CKRM.
1: Today's report is unavailable. Here's Friday's quote out of Moose Jaw.
0: This is Grant Barnett with the Market Report. Hardline Ice Stock here in Moose Jaw. 700 cattle on offer here in Moose Jaw for the week. This year, the market looked like it was fully steady to the previous week. The cow market may be two to four bucks higher in spots on these real good kind of cows. These good, big, strong cows are going to bring from 85 to 95, right up to 96, seven bucks on the high yielding kinds. Medium hay cows from 86 to 90. These feeding cows, they're going to bring anywhere from 95 right up to $1.15.20 on the light, light end of them. The big bulls look like they're a couple, three bucks stronger, too. Like I said, the feeder cattle block market looked like it was fully steady. Pre-start sale here again on Tuesday, February 14th. Expecting a good run for that one. For more market information, give Heartland Moose
1: Jaw a call at 692 This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. Now, here's the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. This is the Hams Market Commentary for Tuesday, February 14th. Hams sold 6,000 hogs Monday, selling in a range of 170 to 171 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 6,500 heads, selling in a range of 171 to 173 per CKG. Number 1 sows delivered to Winnipeg this week will sell in the range of $48 to $55 per CKG live weight. Cash hogs today are called steady, while lean hogs are trading higher, and the Canadian dollar is down 14 basis points, trading at 0.7641 cents U.S. Cash hogs yesterday were up $1.60 per hundredweight, while the cutout was up 5 cents per hundredweight. Packer margins are currently estimated at $27 per head black. Packers continue to compete aggressively for uncommitted hogs. Yesterday's daily slaughter was estimated at $400 and 45,000 hogs, which was nearly 7% larger than last year.
0: Jim Smalley's Agra Weather on the Source 620 CKRM.
1: A mix of sun and cloud today, reaching a high of plus one. Tonight, a few clouds dropping down to minus five for a low, mainly sunny tomorrow, high plus three, low minus two. Sunshine for Thursday, a high of seven and a low of zero. Sunny again Friday, and another high of seven with a low of just minus two. Saturday, a mix of sun and cloud, high plus 4, low minus 5. A mix of sun and cloud Sunday with a 30% chance of flurries, a high of plus 1, and a low of minus 6. The normal daytime high this time of year is around minus 7. The normal overnight low is minus 19. The sun rose at 8.12 this morning and will set at about 6.13 this evening. Taking a look around the province this hour, Saskatoon, Weyburn, and Yorkton are all sitting at minus 2. Prince Albert is minus 5. Swift Current is sitting at 4, while Estevan sits at minus 4. Over in Moose Jaw this hour, it's partly cloudy. The wind is from the west at 13 kilometers an hour. Humidity is 73%. Pressure 102.2 and falling, and it's plus 2. Here in Regina, mainly cloudy skies. The wind from the southwest at 7 kilometers an hour. Humidity is 80%. Pressure 102.3 and falling, and we're sitting at minus 3 degrees. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. For Jim Smalley, I'm Drew Posty.